Hey guys, welcome to the Maris Millennials Podcast. It is 10.46 a.m. on Thursday, July 9th. Welcome back and thanks for listening again. And if you're new, hey, we're your hosts, Rochelle. And Samuel Shayola. And we're the creators of MarriageMillennials.com, where we help millennials see God's design for faith, smart dating, and marriage. Pretty much, we share tools for millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one, and prepare them for family if that is a current desire they have. All right, and before we get started, as always, we want to tell you where you can keep the convo going with us after the end of the podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site, marriageformillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash MFMillennials. Rose's Twitter and IG handle are at Rochelle Shoyola, and mine is at Samuel Shoyola. So, feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on all listening outlets, so subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the search bar and it'll pop right up for you. Last thing, if you've been following, or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site, from workbooks to our new 25 questions to ask while dating, products, and more. So feel free to check those out as well. Alrighty, guys, let's jump in. Let's do it. Hey guys. How's everything going? <laughs> Welcome back to another podcast. Um, hope you guys have been holding up well. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we've had some new additions since our last podcast, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah, we've yeah it's actually been a while, yeah. Yeah, we've missed you guys. Um, yeah. Um, so, for you guys that don't know, Rochelle uh, delivered a baby girl uh two weeks ago exactly well two weeks and one day now yes and um hillary is my daughter our daughter's name <laughs> you see how i'm Already getting possessed trying to rob me. ah it's mine mm-hmm. yeah, but, out of the heart right the abundance of the heart but uh yes um, yeah yeah so i delivered a couple weeks early yes i know you guys knew that i was expecting um uh but our due date was not supposed to be until later this month. Yeah. Um, but I ended up having um, preeclampsia. And um, I'm like, what? And I've, I've never had any blood pressure issues. I passed, my, I passed my glucose test with flying colors. I don't even know if that correlates in any way. Oh, no, a um, bit. Uh, But the doctors and even my father-in-law, who's a doctor, they were just kind of like, you're just pregnant. Like, this is just what happens. Um mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, I started to be in the hospital like every other day. Um, and at some point, they were just like, we got to get this baby out. Um, you know, or else the baby's fine. She's chilling. But it's going to be harmful to you at some point. So yeah. um, they they had to get it out. And it's so funny. I was on Instagram while in the hospital. I was just offering some encouragement to my listeners. And I said something along the lines of like, yeah, don't worry, I'm fine. Because I was in my hospital gown. I was like, don't worry, I'm fine. There are no intentions of delivering this baby. And literally like 24 hours later, I delivered. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, we are overjoyed, you know, so grateful to the Lord. Um, she is already such a blessing to our lives. And that's pretty much what we've been up to. Yep. Um, just adjusting things like that. Um, we're both home, um, baby sleeping now, so we decided to do a podcast. So hopefully we can do this before her next feeding. Um, if you do hear her crying, one of us, probably Sam, will just step out um, to continue feeding her. And it'll just be a real transparent, raw podcast, and I'll just keep going. <laughs> On the um, scrump. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that. Um, all right, so anywho, today's podcast is all about the glow up. 
um, as a single or newlywed, you know, you can look up to wonderful marriages and wonder where you fit in, right? Um, You want the elevated life, the house, the car, the perfect spouse, the perfect version of yourself, um, but you're just not there yet, right? Um, As perfect as perfect can be, because we know we'll never be perfect, but like, um, you want to just reach that sense of security in everything around you, but you're just not there yet. So how do you stay encouraged during those times? You know, like what does sanctification and therefore transformation over time look like practically? Right. And, you know, before we get started, go ahead and click on that subscribe button and share the podcast if you like our content. Visibility does matter. And we want this message to not only hit your ears, but everyone else's as well. We love doing this from our hearts, free of charge. And all we ask is that you spread the love. Can't be that. All right. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right in um, for obvious reasons. Um, so the first thing we want to talk about is um, your spiritual walk, like sanctification and transformation. Um, and the reason why a lot of times we do our podcast, we start with spiritual walk because it's the foundation. It's always the foundation of everything um, in your life. And so let's go ahead and jump right in. So I want to take this from a spiritual babe standpoint, like the lowest of points in regards to understanding God's word. Mm -hmm. Say that you look at the Bible, right? And you're just confused. Like, let's go ahead and um, say that. Maybe you are a new convert and you're new in the Lord, or maybe you've been in church all your life, but you don't know anything. And, and, and I want to like be comfortable saying that because there are a lot of people who feel like, well, I've been in a church for a really, really long time and I'm afraid to say out loud that I don't know much, that I'm still on spiritual baby food. So I want to go ahead and rip that band-aid off so that we are talking transparently. So yeah, maybe you're confused for any other reasons I just said. I want you to know that the fact that you are confused and you notice and acknowledge that you are confused is a start. Because you could easily be, you know, one of those people who are kind of just like, um, just content where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, you don't acknowledge or un- even realize that you're confused. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also think a lot of people are afraid to say that they're confused. Um, yeah. And it just kind of keeps them stagnant. Some of them are lulled to sleep. To be like, like they're told by their preachers that, you know, all, all that matters is relationship, relationship with Christ, relationship. And there's nothing wrong with relationship, but um, knowledge of God's word and the dynamics of your relationship with Christ is found in scripture. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, what relationship can you have with someone when you don't know them? Know them. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you're confused, right? And you're admitting that you're confused. And after you do that, um, you reach out to someone and ask them to walk alongside you. And, you know, although that seems like a really small request, um, that is transformation. The acknowledgement of your confusion and even taking it a step further um, to ask someone to walk alongside you, that is you working um for the good of the Lord. Amen. And you know that the, God's word by the way is usually unpacked in this way. Like this is not some supernatural act where you know the heavens opened and the light started shining on you and all of a sudden you gain this understanding. Usually that type of learning is results in a cult of some sort. Um but uh 
what what the way the the scripture even shows us that this typically happens is there is somebody who's a babe in the Lord, someone who does not know what they're reading per se, it does not understand the 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 gravity of what they're reading, and then someone who is wiser comes alongside them, not in a proud manner, but uh, humbly, you know. Uh, comes alongside them. And there's a particular passage that shows us that this was happening even in the early church, the the first church. So like um go to uh if you, if you ever do if you if you have a uh, opportunity go to Acts chapter 8 verses 27 through 34 and here we um I'll just read it but basically it's about Philip and this Ethiopian eunuch. And it says um and he rose and went and there was an Ethiopian eunuch a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the, and the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? That right there. That's huge. Philip is basically offering his services to help interpret what he's reading. And the eunuch is inviting him, essentially, to come and help him interpret what he's reading. So do not feel as though, oh, I don't know anything, therefore I can't ask. Like That's exactly how naturally this happens, and it's found throughout Scripture. There's so many times, even like right before the ascension of Jesus Christ, he goes through all the scriptures with them in the Old Testament and how they all spoke of him. So you do need somebody wiser to come alongside you. And I'll just I'll just finish this out real quick. Um, it says, and he invited Philip to come and sit with him. Now, the passage of scripture <clears throat> that he was reading was like a sheep. He was led to the slaughter and like a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opens not his mouth and his humiliation. Um, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation for his life is taken away from the earth? And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? And that's when Philip goes to tell him how <clears throat> that was speaking about Jesus Christ himself. So there's a really good example there that we've just now given you that um, that illustrates how this information is disseminated naturally um, from person to person in human interactions, not some like, you know, divine revelation type of thing. Right. So, um, yeah, um, again, reaching out to someone, that's you participating in the Lord's work. So let's take that even a step further now. Say you're walking alongside this person, you start to understand some more concepts, and before you know it, you know, you're listening to more information, you're reading the word more and more deeper on your own. You may not understand everything still, but you have a better and greater grasp on things or you know maybe in your prayer life you want to get more detailed I know in our last podcast we kind of went over how much more detailed our family devotion is um and that it wasn't like that um uh, even a year ago so um that in itself is transformation they seem like little things but they are transformation right um, so let's even go further than that, right? Because um, I really want to like at- at- attack these things in like the most micro level like po- points mm-hmm. as possible and take you through this so you see how slow it is but how grand it is at the same time. Right. Um, 
So then say now, you know, God's word slowly starts to prick at your heart and you get a desire to want to apply his word to your daily actions and how you treat others. Because it's one thing to just have head knowledge, right? You know, you have so many people, so many Christians who know they can tell you everything about Bible, theology and scripture, all that stuff like that. But the smallest thing as it pertains to how they treat each other, they do not know how to grasp it. Um, And that's a telling, telling sign of um, just... Christ's work in your life. Christ does change our actions. Um, so I'm, I'm not really like wowed by, um, information is awesome. You don't want to have zeal without knowledge, but I'm not really like in awe of anyone who has a lot of knowledge, but they can't really apply that in real life. life, Um, (laughs) so, but say you get there, right? And so you get to a point where you want to apply, um, God's word to your daily actions. That is also transformation. Yeah. Going from being confused and being in your own bubble to wanting to now touch base with others. Um, that is transformation as well. Yeah, and then you begin to want to share with others um, what you know, right? Because like, now that you've gone from the head knowledge to application, you are exemplifying Christ, um, and it's Christ in you who is empowering you to exemplify these things. And um, uh, that's also transformation, right? Uh, you know, and one thing we want to emphasize here is that we don't want you to be afraid to be confident in what you know, um, because a lot of people take try to take this false humility, self-deprecating approach that really essentially just absolves them of responsibility, if I want to put it bluntly. Um, But um, notice that when we read scripture earlier, no one is saying, sorry, I can't help you, bro. I'm a babe too. Um, No one is saying, you know, "I'm, I'm still learning myself, man. So, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. In comparison to Jesus Christ himself, in comparison to God, heck, in comparison to the apostles, our knowledge of scripture is probably significantly, not even significantly, infinitesimally just like less, right? Like we we are all babes compared to those giants on on the shoulders of which we stand. However, as you mature in Christ, it is a false humility. The, The humility that you want to show someone is saying that Jesus Christ is the one who is doing this in me. But it is a false humility to say that you're still a babe in Christ. I mean, that's literally like Paul was talking about that one point. It's like, you don't want them, he doesn't want you still chewing on the milk, I mean, sucking on the milk, right? But to eat actual meat now, right? As Christians, there is maturity in Christ. And then those mature people can help bring up the immature. And uh, that's just something that we definitely want to emphasize here. Um, and so what happens, um, what happens there is this kind of like... I'm like, like, for example, like even with this podcast, um, you know, there's some people who are kind of just like, you guys are a new couple. Like, why, why do you have a marriage podcast? Right. Right. <laughs> um, like you don't know anything. You're still wet behind the ears. And they're absolutely right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but here's what, if you notice a lot of the things that we do, like we don't really do podcast topics on like, um, what to do if your spouse does this or like. Mm-hmm how to have this like we don't really do things like that one because you know again we're a young couple we're still trying to figure out the best way to do those things ourselves in real time and we Mm want to be we want to be credible and honest um but all but that doesn't stop us from just sharing what god says about Right. About his word. You don't have to be like this super Christian that knows all these theological things before you can finally share them. And and here's and, and what you do is and of course, you know, 
you don't just get up on a mic and just start start talking, right? Right. Um, you make you make sure that you do your research as best as you can, um, and you also open your 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 heart to criticism, mm-hmm. um, and you give yourself the grace to grow, and you you give yourself the understanding that in the event that you are wrong about something, you will come back and address it. You will right. come back and say, my views have changed on this. Um, but for the most part, we address general concepts that God says already. So whether I was married for one year or 20, God said the same thing. Right. So um, so kind of like what Sam was saying, like don't be afraid to share with others what you know if it's, if it's God's word. And if you mess up, come back and say, hey, um, let's change what we were talking about there because I was a little off on that. Right, and also just uh, it bears it bears a uh, saying in this conversation is that um, just as we repetitiously we reread verses over and over in the Bible again to gain deeper understanding of them, uh, know that when you're teaching someone from a mature uh, Christian point of view, going to someone who's a babe, um, uh, when you're teaching someone, you're learning that thing twice. So um, it's it's all it's never it's never been a bad thing as we know it's not bad to memorize scripture right so it's never been a bad thing to teach scripture either in which you are essentially teaching yourself again when you teach someone you're teaching yourself again so that's something else we want to emphasize yep so just kind of wrapping up that point wherever you fall on the spectrum of what we said know that God is at work. Amen. Okay, so point two, um, loving and serving each other better. And this is our marriage-oriented point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, when you get married, for the most part, at first you're pretty selfish. <laughs> like, even if you consider yourself to be a selfless person, um, you're pretty selfish. I mean, as simple as it can be said, you're taking two people that come from different walks of life mm-hmm. and putting them together and say, hey, now go live, right? right. Um, and naturally, even without thinking about it, just with our own upbringings before meeting the love of our lives, <laughs> um, we just desire what we want. Um even the good things, you know, maybe yep. you selfishly have your own way of doing things or maybe you have a selfish desire for attention or to be loved. Um, and that's kind of what I mean by the good things. Um, it takes a little while to look past that and to work those kinks out um, to serve your spouse joyfully over yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, naturally, like like you said, you're going to have preferential um, bias towards the way that you were raised. And... Um, However, even even uh, with being able to say to yourself, okay, let me humbly <clears throat> let me humbly come, you know, before my spouse and even submit that thing um, uh, before the Lord and let us reason together and let us find out what the actual best thing is based off what we based off what we both know and even what other people have advised us on. That's that's how we uh, are loving and uh, serving one another better. Yeah, um, we're coming up on our second year anniversary, and um, we can't wait to share with you our second anniversary podcast, because literally, our experiences were night and day from each other. Um, If you uh, have not listened to our first year anniversary podcast, go ahead and do that. Um, Of course, we'll expand more when that time comes in detail, Um, but in a nutshell, we definitely love and serve each other better today, and I'm, you know, just looking forward to seeing... um, how much better that goes as the years go by. So what would you say that looks like? Um, I would say 
that looks like being slower to speak for me. That means being slow, slower to speak and quicker to listen. Right. Um, showing, showing you more grace. Right. As you show and you show me more grace. Yeah. For me, I think it looks more like volunteering. You know, to share the load, um, and um, you know, just planting better daily seeds. Uh, you know, if you see something that needs to be done, getting it done, uh, that's something that I think that uh, God's been working on me on in our relationship. Yeah. Um, also, you know, wanting resolution and reconciliation over wanting to be right and even over peace. Um, yeah. I think that's definitely something that um, on both ends we um, just desire more. Like for me, like, of course, you want to make sure that like you're not being walked over and like the person is not abusing that. But like for me, like arguing at this point with my husband is just like something I do not desire to do. Right. Like, um, and sometimes just you being frustrated with someone can lead to that argument. And I'm yeah. kind of just like, I don't even want the frustration that's going to get us there. Yeah, and, but and, and then and then on top of that, we're also we're also. Um, I guess when we said peace there, we probably meant quiet. Um, and what we mean by that is simply that we, because, we, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, amen? But but what we're trying to say there is that sometimes uh, you're trying to hash something out with your significant other and it just gets to the point where you're, you are seeking. You're you're basically you at at some point you get so frustrated. You're, you're just like, to look, just the yeah. I'd rather I'd rather just end this discussion, and we can discuss it later. Which sometimes that works, but I think reconciliation and um and resolution on the matter, uh, um, is usually the desired outcome. Yeah, and and like Sam said, I think um you know sometimes it is beneficial to just not talk about it right now, mm. and I think it takes both sides doing both things. Like for example, like Sam is the person who's who used to be kind of like, um, I don't want to talk about this anymore, and I'm the type of person where like, oh no, we're gonna talk about it. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about it. And so <laughs> and so. <laughs> And so, um, and so, um, you know, on Sam's um, standpoint, um, he's had to learn to tarry, like to, to press in, to like want to talk about it. And on and on my where I'm concerned, you'll find me nowadays more often just saying we don't have to talk about this right now. Right. That's fine. Like th- th- that's fine. I'm, I'm I'm not. I don't want to continue this. And sometimes even me saying that will be Sam will be like, no, no, talk to me. Right. And so, um, you know, it takes both people working. Um, together um, mm-hmm. and on both ends, God has transformed just the way our heart works in regards to conflict. Yeah, and it, you know it takes time to get there, and like we always say, um, you know, you signed up to be your spouse's mirror, uh, and God is working in the both of you like a plant in the soil. It takes a while to see those buds pop up, so uh, just know that it gets better. Even if you have a pretty awesome marriage right now, it still gets better, even uh, with that. Um, And especially when God is the center of it. Yep. All right. So point three, family and friend relationships and boundaries. All right. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, boo. You know, we've really in this area, in this arena, we've learned to just, um, we've learned to serve our friends uh, just more intimately and, uh, and intentionally. 
naturally, we're just kind of usually uh, in our own bubble, and we've been pushing past that. And uh, dialing back from uh, the social media fluff, uh, actually... Um, actually being there, right? Yeah. So, like, um, I think to elaborate on that point, like, I think you can get really lost in the sauce of social media comments, likes, shares, not calling, not pressing in, um, you know, I think like having our daughter, um, and just seeing someone completely dependent on you and just the, I don't have a, I don't even have to question my desire to serve her. Right. Like, I just like love doing it. Um, I don't want to stop doing it. And I just think to myself, like, you know, imagine, I mean, it's not the same, you know, like friends and family, they're not my child. (laughs) So there's a different level of love there. But just imagine if I just had like a similar um, love of serving the people in our lives um, the same way. And so um, I think this kind of dialing back from just the fluff of social media and just like um, keep convincing ourselves that we can keep up with each other's lives um, just by scrolling and looking um, and really moving to a place of actually showing up and being there. Yeah. Um, I think that's our new kind of thing. Right. And, you know, not putting so much emphasis on the social media and, and more so just saying, you know, like, if if I'm, if I'm going to be at all invested on your Facebook page, I better be invested in your life. You know, like, um, it's, it's, it's more so you can have your, you know, your various stances on different things and on Facebook and stuff like that. But does the, does that necessarily have to, uh, get so heated, you know, with other people online and stuff like that? In comparison to ver to to your investments with people in in real time, um, that's 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 really what I think my uh, major um, concern or not concern but uh, observation is in regards to our sanctification with friends and family, and you know like kind of like what Ro was speaking about earlier with regards to um, with regards to you know the baby like she. She didn't have to question it, like, um, and and her wanting her desire to serve Hillary, and uh, the thing about that is that um, I was uh, I was actually moved when she met, said that because I was thinking about a passage in Matthew. There she go, right there, um, in which it says, um, "Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks him for a fish, will give him a serpent?" If you then you are a messed up person, you do that. <laughs> if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those to Him? I mean, to, uh, will give good things to those who ask Him. And I wanted to make an appeal towards common grace. There, one of the things that you notice whenever you, as you're expanding your family, as you go from single to engaged to married to having children. Each one of those stages, you're going to find yourself obligated to do things for people. And it's not it's not just out of love, but it's out of obligation. You have a tie, and that tie is from the common grace that God has given us. He's given us family so that we can pour into people and know how to be selfless. He's given us spouses so we can pour into them and know how to be selfless. He's given us um, community. So, yeah, community in general to learn to pour into people and learn how to be selfless, just like His Son Jesus Christ. Yep. 
um, in addition to that, um, learning how to respond over react. Um, I want to be the first to say that you won't be perfect in this. Um, you know, we literally know this all too well about how to fall short in this area. Um, but progression is key. I think, um, nowadays it takes me a lot longer, um, to lose my self-control. Right. Um, I still be losing it now, <laughs> but uh, but um, it takes me a lot longer. Like it, it, I'm able to just kind of push off, push off, push off, and just try to show grace, show grace. Yeah. Um, so that as well in your family and friend relationships, just kind of learning how to respond um, over reacting as best as you can. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, <clears throat> we're also learning how to say no and standing firm on our boundaries, uh, uh, and be and do that with respect to people. And I want to say, and 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 I love this point because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, um, on one hand, you say just be selfless, 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 just like serve others over over yourself, and those things are true. Mm. Um, but you know. It is not a sin to have boundaries in place. It is not a sin to say, you will respect me and you will respect me in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the reason why is because, you know, I think a lot of times when we're in relationship with family and friends, um, we love them so hard that we're afraid to lose them. And um, mm-hmm. we're afraid to put them to the side and remember that Christ is um, is 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 um you know reign supreme over them as well so the reason why growth occurs even in boundaries is because what you are saying is um you know even if i have to you know leave you for a minute right whether our relationship gets put back together in a way where we both can be in each other's lives in a better way or whether that relationship ends completely mm-hmm. um I trust that God knows what he's doing. Right. And I trust that God is even in the middle of that. Um, And instead of me trying to fix it all or trying to stay in something that um, just isn't fruitful or or beneficial for the sake of, because I'm afraid that if I leave, you know, God's hand's not in it. Right, right, right. Um, Just because a friendship in some way, shape, or form is strained, does not mean that God's hand is not in it. Um, God's hand was in was even in when Paul and Barnabas had to separate. God's hand is in everything, and um, and, and I guess what I mean by that is simply that there 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 might be issues where you do have to separate, and um, but as long as the love per se is not necessarily lost, it doesn't mean that you can't separate. Uh, you can disagree with somebody and separate. It's, it's just the way it is. It's the way the world is in general. Um, we know that we'll see ultimate reconciliation in heaven. That's what we know. Um, and if we just cannot see past a particular uh, difference in opinion at that time, then yeah, it's necessary that we separate and do it peacefully if uh, reconciliation cannot be done. Um, right. Um but sometimes it can be done, yeah. and so we look look for that as well. But yeah. if if you have to create boundaries and distance yourself, uh, do it confidently. Fences make good neighbors. That's that's what that's what the the old adage is. So I mean, I still live by it. Um, and learning to find the right as opposed to the wrong. Yeah, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, 
I th- what we mean by this is like sometimes when you're working with people that may be more difficult to work with than others, um, just trying to see the best in them and trying to filter out um, the good parts of what they're saying or good parts of what they're doing or good points of how they're trying to show you love, even if it's hard to do, just trying to do that as opposed to focusing on the wrong things and just figuring out, um, you know, how things get better over time. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, even when you when you have a baby, people's uh, people might even uh, all of a sudden start treating you nicer because um, you because they they like the new state that you're in as far as for the baby and all mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you have to just take that grace. You got to take the yeah. take those goods, you know. And 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 even even when even though they might have not necessarily been treating you as nice when you didn't have a baby. Um, versus now that you do have a baby, um, you take those things and, and kind of like what me and Ro were talking about before the show. Just we gotta learn to count our blessings, you know. Like you're you're looking at people, and you're when you take that inventory, you take it over time. And um, let's say top of the year, someone was treating you this way, but God has providentially um, softened their heart towards you. Um, they're now treating you in a more respectful manner. It might be because of a number of different things. Who knows what they might be? But whatever the reason, take note at the end of the year how things have changed. Yeah. And count those blessings. And um, it's funny because I am definitely the person that like Sam is talking about here um, because like I'm, I was a person who was just like, if you didn't call us when we when we weren't pregnant, why are you calling now? Like, you know... We're, we're just Sam and Rochelle. We just have a baby. Like, why right. Why do you care about us now? We weren't on your priority list back then, so why do you care now? Oh, I'm having a baby. And, you, you know, some people who may have kids or whatever, they're just like, oh, and they start, like, trying to, like, have common ground through the stake of motherhood. And it's just like, but I've been here, though. Like, why, <laughs> why are you just talking to me now? Like, I don't need to talk to you. And Sam would kind of be like, you know, like, Rochelle, if, if this is what God is using to foster a relationship or if this is what God is doing to help me be a better husband to you, so what? Like, you know, like, um, let it be yeah. what it, what he uses. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, don't try to like, you know, try to find that. Well, you could have did it earlier. It's like, yeah, but here we are. Like just yeah. ac- accept the blessings and in 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 it and um be grateful. Yeah, people grow at different rates and at different times. <laughs> yeah. Um God is at work in all these things. Yeah. So that. the next one is home life. Um like your home decor car. And we want to kind of put this in there just as a little practical thing. You know, you walk into your home every day, you right. you know, drive your car every day. And so um we want to kind of share something quick with you. Um I remember um so for those of you guys who don't know um, I'm, when Sam and I got married, I moved into his place. Um, he had his house before he met me. Um, and so when I walked in, I was kind of, it was a bachelor pad. There's nothing in here. There yeah. was nothing. It was just like raggedy and run down. Yeah. So it was just <laughs> like, so, you know, as a newlywed, I had no inclination of where to start or how to start. Um, um, and I was definitely discouraged, you know, like I was just like, I, I, I don't know what to do. And so, 
Um, this is another example of just kind of like over time, like you grow, you build, um, you know, it's kind of like a parallel, we're making it a parallel. Um, it's like, you don't, when you get married, you don't get this like lump sum of cash and says, now go decorate your home. Right. Right. It's like you do it piece by piece, little by little, Mm. your mind changes, what you want here changes, how you want to, um, build on what you have changed. And before you know it, you're looking at a brand new place. Yeah. That time passed so quick. I remember when at the top of our year and we started our saving habits, right? And by the end of that year, there was a good amount of money in the bank and we were like, oh, wow. Okay. So that's how it's done. That's, that's what we do. And, 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 and then because we have we had developed those habits on those say on the on before you know even having Hillary, um, at that point there was a, I think we talked about it on a previous time that that builds a lot of security number one uh, between you and your spouse but then on top of that like you know all of a sudden curtains started coming up books that's so embarrassing curtains big. yes yes <laughs> y'all I didn't have I had blinds I didn't have curtains okay all right whatever. Anyway, you know, you got a couple potted plants here. You got a, you got you got some bookshelves. You got some t- uh, some tables being built and some new sofas coming in. Old sofas going out. You know, stuff like that. So I mean, things things they 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 change and they change for the better. And um and I'm I'm thankful for my wife on that part. I'm I'm very thankful for her. And that. and again, like it's just kind of like we're making it a parallel to say like just as how like you know you decorate with each little small thing over time. It's the same way that God sanctifies and transforms you um, over time, little by little. Um, yeah. Right. Um, Sam, kind of our next point is being stewards stewards over our money. Sam kind of touched on this already, um, so we won't stay long here. But yeah, pretty much um, just as you. Um, grow in Christ and you just look at what the Bible does say about money, um, your desires change, your priorities change. Um, you know, I remember when I was single, um, I'll probably still do it every now and then, but when I was single, like it, I would just, I would save up my money and go get myself some nice name brand shoes some luxury Mm -hmm. shoes. Um, and I'll probably still do that. But like right now, my goal is like decorating this home beefing our savings up as much as much as we can being debt free um and everything else can kind of like fall in line after we've you know gotten all the rest of the things together right and so um you know you just change you just you just change your desires change um and as it pertains to money um, you know, you get better at managing it. Um, and another thing I do want to say is bringing it, it back to our point that we addressed first. Um, you know, this also happens by people. Like, for example, um, we have a couple in our church and that's their thing. Like they are, mm-hmm. are an older couple and what they do is they pretty much talk to other people people in the church about how to manage their money. Right. Um, and so this is another thing, people walking alongside you and just kind of helping you um, through that sanctification and transformation process. Um, yes. So, yeah, there's that. So yeah. I want to add anything, babe, or I want to go to the next point? Oh, we can go to the next one on that one. Okay. Um, all right. So the other thing we want to talk about is um, you want to be cognizant that there are other people out here who um, – may have already hit certain benchmarks um, that you are desiring to hit. Um, you know, I, I just noticed that in person, just 
in general. There are some of us who uh, got to the house, the um, uh, I'm sorry, got to marriage, the house, the baby at different times or at uh, at earlier times, um, uh, earlier times or later times. And I don't think that it's good to in any way, shape or form be comparing notes there. Because I think what happens is people end up doing a lot of navel gazing and spin their wheels, and before you know it, they're going, they're going nowhere fast. And um, yeah, so be very, very careful in comparing yourself and your walk with Christ to uh, someone else's. I think we mentioned in the beginning that it's it's about um, it's about direction, not necessarily how fast you're going in that direction. Right, and um, not just your walk with Christ, but just your everything else. Everything, like yeah. Your marriage, um, you, how much money you have, what you have, house you have, etc. Um, and also understand that regardless of what people have, God is still working on them in some area mm-hmm. um, that you may not be privy to. Yeah. Um, like I know, um, you know, a lot of people... Not a lot, not a lot, but people may know that we, our house is, um, we don't have a mortgage. It's, it's fully paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, it also took us a long time to, to start decorating it. Right, right, right. Um, or, or, you know, or maybe you have another couple who, you know, they're able to travel all the time or they have a lot more money or whatever, but they're stressed or they don't have the time or they're, it's hard for them to engage one another. Like there's always something yeah. that is being worked on in someone's marriage. Yep. Um, you just are not privy to it because the, the, the sacredness of marriage is beautiful. And I don't want to know what you're, what you're working on right. in your marriage unless you tell me. Exactly. Um, yeah. but, and therefore I don't want to covet, um, what, what I might perceive to be going well in your marriage as, as right, well. Right, right, Um, Especially when it comes to social media, it's, it's, it's all a highlight reel. Yep. Um, all right, so our last point is um, it's the direction, not the pace. Okay. Um, so we want to encourage you guys to take inventory. Take inventory of where you were last year. I think a lot of times we are trying to be, like, delivered or transformed at the drop of a hat. Like, we want to be at the perfection, excellent level of whatever it is that we're going through. Um, and the small wins are wins. You know, God is in all of that. It's right? a game of inches. And, you know, sometimes it's God is walking you through a journey that is done in slow motion. Yep. Um, so yeah, take inventory. Like we said, are you slower to speak and quicker to listen? Mm-hmm. Are you quicker to be peaceful? Do you think less of yourselves and more of others? Like, you know, um, Sam was even saying before we did this podcast, like if you have any strained relationships, you know, write it down, write what you want to be better. And then next year, go back and say, do it. Did I see anything get better? Yeah. And you'll more than likely find that you did. Um, and do that with all of the different circumstances of your life and your marriage and, um, just um, take note that you are growing. Yes, and prayer, guys. Prayer is another thing. Uh, we, we haven't mentioned this whole podcast, but please, by all means, I, I, I beg of you, like over all these situations, pray for these people. Pray for yourself. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your, for your, for your children. Like prayer is a big thing that helps moves that moves people. If we truly believe in the God that we that we worship, then we have to be able to get on our knees and show Him that hey, we are utterly dependent on Him, utterly. Yep. All righty, guys. Um. Well, that's all we have. Um. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this up so we can get back to um taking care of our baby. Um. I, 
she's going to um, need another feeding in just a little bit. Any moment. <laughs> Any moment. So, alrighty, guys. Um, take care, and we will be back. Take care. Bye. Bye.